Welcome to Story Chats at Inspi Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry, and I'm here with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. I'm Valerie Comer. Today we are talking about CCR that is set in California and Nevada. We are very close to the end of the United States. It's very exciting. So, <laughs> uh, so we've got this this week's California and Nevada, and then we have. Alaska and Hawaii and then we're done we've done the United States so wow crazy yeah <laughs> just like done done yeah done so that'll be exciting um so we are I think we were saying before we're going to start with Nevada and then move to California thereafter so um Narelle you want to go first I'll go first so I count this one as Nevada, but not everyone may count it as Nevada. So you can make up your own mind as to whether I'm stretching things a bit or not. (laughs) But I honestly don't think I am. So I'm going to talk about a book that starts off in Las Vegas and it's meant to be mined by Becky Wade. So I read Becky Wade's series, her Porter family series years ago. I think this one came out 2015, 2014. It's The While. And so I thought, I know there's a Porter family book in in Las Vegas because I remembered that and started reading it and then I didn't stop reading it I kept (laughs) rereading the whole way through and had a grand old time remembering how much I love this book so (laughs) there you go so that's why it counts (laughs) so the first two chapters are set in Vegas and we have um, Celia and Ty uh, the your hero and heroine now they both knew each other in Texas she her family had moved around a lot but there were some time when she was in high school where she was in the same town that Ty was. And so she had a crush on him from a distance, but nothing ever happened. And then fast forward to when they're older and we have this four-day whirlwind romance in Vegas where they accidentally run into each other. They're there for different reasons with uh, and aren't meant to have no, no expectation they ever see each other again, run into each other, have this mad, crazy four-day whirlwind romance. And then he's very impulsive, Ty, and he decided that they should get married. So off they go to one of the Vegas chapels and get married. And then they have their wedding night and then you get to the next morning and he does not handle this very well. And he really hurts her and he effectively breaks up with her and he's like, "Um, oops, this is a mistake, blah, blah, blah. So I'm not going to go into all the details, Um, but effectively she leaves leaves him that day very, very hurt and very quite damaged by the experience. And let's fast forward five and a half years and guess what we have? Uh Uh-oh. We have a secret. (laughs) Yeah, we had a secret baby, a nearly five-year-old. And so Celia's um, gone to Oregon where she'd been, she'd been living in Oregon. And so she's gone back to Oregon. I think Corvallis is where she's been. And she'd been basically doing the single mum thing by herself. He's actually quite a famous um, bull rider and very successful, very wealthy, but she's never contacted him because he rejected her quite harshly and, she doesn't believe that he would be interested in his child, that he, there's a whole bunch of reasons. I'm not going to go into it because I'm going to start giving away spoilers, <laughs> but there's reasons behind that. And so what happens one day is that he decides he's going to look her up 
And of course he finds her and of course he finds a secret she can't hide and that kicks off the story and then we end up in in Texas later in the story and um, it's a, I mean, I do like the secret baby trope when it's done well and this one was done well and there were some very valid reasons as to why um, the secret was kept. He never divorced her, she never divorced him and so it's effectively that second chances romance and their five-year-old is adorable as well. We, know, we all love five-year-olds. Five. Yeah. yeah. And it's got quite strong um, forgiveness and redemption themes. And so if you haven't read the Porter Family series for a while, go back and read it because it's fun. I'm really curious about uh, Las Vegas stories. I have I I don't have one in my <laughs> repertoire for today. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I most of the ones I have read have been secular. Mm -hmm. um, yeah but are there any that don't involve a quick wedding at the chapel probably, it's just a question probably after all yeah. I mean I don't know what else why else you'd be in Vegas well because <laughs> because of the way this is going to derail us a little bit probably but the, the that's Christian, okay like the Christian market like I'm not saying Christians can't go to Vegas because that's not what I'm saying at all. My husband grew up in Vegas, Amen. so <laughs> I'm out with Elizabeth Madry there. Actually, yes, Valerie and I met in Vegas. Um, so, uh, but I think like you're not going to have a successful story from a marketing perspective if there's drinking and gambling uh, and sex in your novel. And what is Vegas known for? <laughs> Drinking, gambling, yeah. and sex. So so by and large, a story set in Vegas, even if you're there for a convention, because there are tons of conventions in Vegas. The Which is what we were at, just so everybody's yes, aware. Yes, that we were at a writer's conference. <laughs> <laughs> the believing characters set in Vegas are not there to drink and gamble and have sex, um, presumably. <laughs> so... Uh, the only other option would be a, a quickie wedding, really, I think. I don't know. What, I, you know, yeah. I think to make Las Vegas a palatable destination for the majority of Christian readers, that's what has to happen. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Because I don't think there'd be anywhere in Australia that I would say that would be a no-go in yeah. terms of a setting, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. But I've never really thought about Vegas yeah. from that well, they, perspective. They, I mean, they call it Sin City, right? So I'm yeah. going to set my Christian romance in Sin City. That, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you, you would do that purposefully with a specific story in mind. Yeah. It wouldn't be just like, eh, let's have a story here. That'd yeah. be fun. No, yeah. you need, a, you need a, a, a driving plot that requires it. Yeah. Anyways. Romance, so, yeah. Uh, Romantic suspense could go to Vegas, though. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> I think that's a, that's a better fit, probably romantic suspense and straight probably. romance. Yeah, interesting. So um, it's a it's a good enough segue into my book, which is also right. in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is in fact called Vegas Vacation by Claire Ravel. It is an older one as well, probably the 2015 time frame again. Um, yeah. It's part of the Passport to Romance series that we've talked about here and there. Um, it has a little bit of a romantic suspense twist to it as well, which Claire often does. Um, some some of hers are for sure just straight up like 
thriller, I would call. Um, but she also has more, more, there's always something sort of suspensey. Uh, this one is not like Valerie could read it before bed and be fine. <laughs> it's, it's not scary. Um, it has a British uh, noble woman. She's the daughter of an earl. So she's a lady. Um Coming to Las Vegas on vacation, she's 26 and she's under her overprotective father's thumb. And this vacation is like her line in the sand asserting her independence. I'm going to go do this. Um, so he insists that she has to take her bodyguard with her, uh, but her bodyguard gets poisoned. Uh, they think at yeah. first that it is food poisoning. So when she lands, he's in the hospital. And so the father calls and demands that the police assign her uh, an officer to take care of her, um, which realistically, that's not how the police in the United <laughs> States work, but that's okay. That's okay. It makes a good story. So, um, so enter Martin, our hero. He's on his way out of the police force after having been injured his injury is fine, but psychologically he is very damaged uh, as a result. Um, but then they find out that Tamlin's bodyguard was in fact actually poisoned, not just, you know, dead because of some freak oh, accident. Not just poisoned and in the hospital, but dead. No, he dies. He dies oh and then they realize that it's yeah. actually poisoning. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and so then it turns into this, you know, vacation into keeping, at really keeping her safe and untangling all the little twists and turns of what are actually going on. Um, it's really good, solid faith arc, which I loved. Um, and again, I would say not from, not so suspensey, it's more again, that the conflict is external. And so, yeah. um, but enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed rereading. I thought oh, I'll just skim a little bit. And I ended up just rereading the whole thing because yes. <laughs> I enjoyed that one as well. When I read it years ago, Valerie, what you got? I find it interesting that the one book that I have set in Nevada is also an older book. Okay. It's not set in Vegas though. <laughs> um, it's called Love's Promises by Sandra Lee Smith. And it's set mm -hmm. at Tahoe. And as you know, if you are familiar with Tahoe, the lake runs right on the border between uh, Nevada and California. But I, as I recall, this story takes place on the Nevada side of the border. Um, it is one of the few uh, environmental romances that I've read. And so when I read it, which was a few years ago, it might have been really the very first one I'd read that was remotely similar to what I was trying to write at the time. Uh, Monica is determined to build her father's, her late father's dream home at Lake Tahoe, and Greg is determined to stop her. Mm. So he is, um, he works for the building department or permits or something like that. I, unlike the two of you, I skimmed the first couple chapters and then stopped. I didn't, <laughs> did not reread the whole thing. Um, so he's falling for her. Um, he finds a lot to like about her, but he still feels really compelled to, to stop her. So she gets really annoyed with him because she also is falling for him and he should love her enough to, you know, let her have her way kind of thing. 
And so when things get rough between them, she uses his, um, basically his enemy to push through the permits, the guy from the other office to get the, to try and get the building permits through. So they've, they've got some kind of issues to work through as I recall. Um, but it was full of the beauty of the Tahoe area where I have visited and really enjoyed it. So um, it was it was a fun read. So there, mm, very touristy area. Did you have another one in Nevada, Narelle? No, or, no, I have okay. one. One is enough. Excellent. <laughs> one is enough. All right. Um, I'm going to do mine next because it sort of bridges the gap between Nevada and California, and then, then we'll shift into California. Uh, I have Framed in Death Valley by Dana Min Mintink. Mintink, I think. Yeah. Um, so she states briefly that in the story that they're on the Nevada side of Death Valley. So fun fact, my mother was actually born in Death Valley, um, oh <laughs> which is a very rare thing. In fact, her birth certificate is a cattle registration form because people were not born in Death Valley. So um, so she was born in, on the California side. And honestly, when I think of Death Valley, I think of California. Yeah, I did so not know there was a Nevada side, but I looked at the map and there is in fact a teeny tiny little sliver of it that's on the Nevada side and that's where this story takes place. I wonder so why I, it was important to her to do that to put it in the the sliver. That's a fabulous question. I think because it looks like on the map and she does mention that they go to Beatty, uh Nevada there are some little towns sort mm -hmm. of maybe nearer whereas the California side it's it's just, not desert. Much. No. it's just desert. It, There's nothing it is desert. I'm thinking <laughs> Death Valley must be desert, but I thought I'd better yeah. check. Yes. No, it is. <laughs> so, it is de definitely desert. Yes. When we okay. left Vegas in November 2019, we drove that road mm -hmm. um, south and west of Vegas and through the the yeah. highway through Death Valley. So, yeah. yeah, it's interesting to carry on. Okay. Sorry. So, um. So I'm going to say this can be Nevada or California because Death Valley is Death Valley. So um, this is super angsty, like super duper duper. Like I had to put it down and walk away and I didn't want to finish it. And it made me very sad and angry because it was so much angst. It was good. And I'm glad I pushed through. But if you have a low angst tolerance, don't, don't read that. Not suspense, angst. You okay, write angsty known books. For, she, she's known for romantic suspense though, is she not? It, it is love and suspense. Okay. okay. But the suspense part is not suspensey. It's fine. I figured it out very quickly. It, it was no big deal. The suspense part was not bad. The interpersonal relationship drama was too much for me. Oh, that's is this but this is between the hero and heroine we're talking yes. about. Yes, the okay. hero and the heroine are married. He got sent to prison. Well, he got he was on trial for murder, and it starts with him having been acquitted because of mishandling of evidence. But the whole little tiny town is convinced that he did it, except his wife. But he decided he didn't want to stain her name with his reputation so he had sent her divorce papers while he was in jail awaiting trial um and so backdrop. yes and it, it, you learn all that very quickly at the start so there's no spoilers there um she still believes he's innocent 
but he sent her divorce papers and he believes that he's trash, even though he's not a murderer. And so between the, like the, the relationship between them is so fractured and broken. That part of me is like, you know what? You probably both would be better to just go ahead and start over with someone who does not carry this much trauma. Um, so, uh, but they do, you know, they do work through it. Obviously it's, it's love inspired. So they, they do end up together at the end. Um, just how they get there was so angsty, so hmm. angsty, but it was still good. The suspense part. I loved every single thing about it. Just when the two of them were together and fighting about, you know, you hurt me. No, you hurt me. But, and I'm just like, stop. So it was really good, but it was too okay. angsty for me. I don't like high angst books. So there you go. Neural, what you <laughs> Neural's okay. like, I'm going to read that one. That sounds amazing. <laughs> oh, I don't mind. I can deal with, I mean, Love Inspired does tend to be more high angst than low angst though. So I if I was to. I don't remember ever reading a Love Inspired that was this angsty, honestly. Okay. So, yeah. (laughs) That's a special one just for you. And it serves you right for reading romantic suspense for the podcast. (laughs) Did I say that? Sneaking it in. (laughs) Valerie's smiling if if you're listening on the podcast. But anyway, so I'm going to go to, um, I'm going to go to California, to Sacramento, to a book I've talked about before, which is A Worthy Heart by Sarah Beth Williams. And I chose this one for California because you really do see the city of California in the story. So I talked about it in episode 109, Recent Reads, which earlier in 2023. And Serena is a college student who makes a pretty big mistake. She's not a Christian at the time of moving out with her boyfriend. She's in her last year at college who ends up being very violent and abusive and she's pretty much in a pretty nasty domestic violence situation. The hero in the story is her best friend's brother and his name is Joel and he finds out about the situation she's in and that's where the story kicks off. It's very much friends to more. Um, There's no cheating. She's out of the relationship with the um, she's out of the for the boy with the violent boyfriend before anything happens with Joel, so you don't have to worry about that. Um, but it's very much Sarah Beth in terms of strong faith element, um, very emotional, really sort of digging into the characters and looking at, at what's going on and what makes them tick. And there's redemption and forgiveness themes in the story, and it highlights California and Sacramento at the same time as well. So that's why I chose that one for my first one. Valerie, what you got? Um, I'm going to go to Northern Coastal, California with uh, Finding Love in Eureka, California by Angela Ruth Strong. Um, This is part of her Resort to Love series. And um, one of the reasons that I like this book, honestly, besides that I like pretty much everything she's written, is that I really, I've been to this section of the North California coast a couple of times into the Redwoods and the the coastal area there and really like it there. And so I felt like she really portrayed that part well. Um, A lot of books are Hollywood-esque or or true coastal and this this is coastal, but it really focuses on the the Redwoods. And so that was kind of fun. So um, 
Genevieve is from a family of six adopted siblings and she has struggled forever with belonging. Um, They, um, she feels like they're a family of misfits, all of them. So she, she struggles to think that any guy would think she was special. Now the guy she has her eye on is Matt Lake, who's one of the Lake siblings from the Resort to Love series. And he is a pilot. Now, Genevieve works at the Eureka Airport. And so Matt flies through like a, a couple of times a week or whatever. So it's she can she can kind of be have romantic thoughts towards him without him becoming aware and without it being a big deal because he's not there that often, right? <laughs> but of course, you know whatever happens there besides he has he has a high-powered girlfriend in portland and so you know obviously he would never be interested in poor little me but um then he asks a favor of her and of course she says yes and uh, before you know it he is starting to see her and she's panicking um, about being seen so you can read this one without having read the other ones but you want to read them all, so just do it. Yeah, I enjoyed that one. I read it quite a while ago, though. I think that yes, I think this might be the yeah. episode of historical romance, but contemporary. <laughs> <laughs> all right, is it me next? Yeah, sure. Yes. Okay. All right. So my California one is actually just sort of a series because I decided I couldn't choose just one. Um, And uh, it is the Sewing in SoCal series Mm. by Sarah Monson. They're set in Southern California, shockingly enough, since it's Sewing in SoCal. Who saw that coming? Um, (laughs) And um, I think she calls them rom-coms. They're definitely lighthearted. But uh, like Valerie and I are hard sells on the rom-com thing. So I smiled and I enjoyed them. I don't remember like laughing out loud thinking that it was hilarious um so if that's you know whatever your litmus test for rom-com is they they qualify they're lighthearted and you know not amusing not yeah um we've talked about all of the books in this series in various episodes so if you want to find more (laughs) just look around (laughs) they're there yes um they're short I would say they're novella length is that a correct or do I just read without that? looking it up? I believe that you're you're correct okay. on that. Maybe a longish novella. Yeah, yeah say forty k would yeah. would have been what I was thinking. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, then they're then they're normalish length. Then never. Mind. No, fifty k short novel. Yeah. Forty k is usually novella. Fifty k short novel, and in the forties, it depends. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not a hundred percent sure that they couldn't have taken place in any other sunny location. Um, there's nothing that screams, oh, that's so California, but, um, it's sewing in SoCal. So it is California. So there you go. And that's where Sarah lives. So and it, the, yeah. it has that flavor. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who's next, Norrell? I'll go next. So I'll, I've got a two series from Lee Wen Wai Ho. So which series will I go with first? I'll go. I don't know. 
Yes, I think I will go with the Fab 40 series. Mm -hmm. And that's also got the rom-com elements. I find her books quite funny and I will laugh out loud. So, and I really enjoyed this series. So I smiled. Yes. Well, a smile is good from Valerie. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Smiles are worth a lot. So um, we've talked about it in numerous episodes. I did go and find some to help. So number three, Joined at the Hip, was Mm -hmm. talked about in episode 70, Mum's Side Characters, and also episode 73, Fake Relationships. And Love at Second Sight, which is episode 83, we actually did a spotlight with Lehman where we talked about it. So this is the one where you've got um, female characters over 40s you've got very interesting parents that interfere in their adult children's lives it's set in the bay area so around san jose and that part and they're just really fun stories and they're the kind of thing i will go back and reread because they're cute and i just know that i'm going to smile and end the end the book with a smile on my face and often that's what you want sometimes something you don't want the angst all the time Beth never wants the angst. I, I take the angst sometimes. I'll have the angst sometimes. But sometimes you just feel like reading something light and breezy and easy. And um, this series is definitely that. So it's the Fab 40 series. Yeah. yeah, more, Valerie? Sure. California is a big place and lots of people write books out there. <laughs> um, Julie Carabini, Walking on Sea Glass. Um, Julie has quite a few well, several anyways, series um, set along the California coast, which is where she lives. <laughs> um, the Sea Glass Inn is the setting for an entire series. Liddy is the new uh, concierge there at the inn, and she keeps running into recent widower Beau. Um, I did not go back and reread this book although I have read it and I have read all of the the books in that series probably most of what Julie has written honestly maybe not everything I'd have to look (laughs) Uh, but I, I love her her sense of place I always feel as though I have um walked in the sand with the warm waves rippling over my feet and I have seen, you know, sea lions, or I've seen some whale spouts, or I've seen some surfboarders. Um, and I've seen all these people who are coming to have their vacation at Sea Glass Inn. And so I just really love the, the sense of place with them. And the stories also um, are, are also enjoyable, not just <laughs> for the setting. Uh, but if you want, if you're looking for that kind of gentle feeling of of being at the ocean, then I recommend Julie Carabini. Yeah. Very good. We are probably at the time where we should stop because I know the two of you probably have lists that go on for days, but um... (laughs) let's just have one more. (laughs) Can I squeeze in some honorable mentions? Okay. Squeeze fast. Don't talk about them. Just title and author. (laughs) <laughs> okay, Spark Brothers series set mm-hmm. in the Bay Area by Leewen Waiho and also Tony Shallow's The Love Script set in Hollywood. We did a spotlight episode yeah. not that long ago in the last few months. Yep. Okay, if you get an honourable mention, so do I. But you just uh, title a name, that's it. Seaside <laughs> Reunion by Irene Hannon. It's part of a mm-hmm. book Starfish Bay series set also in my favourite part of Northern California. Done. Okay, excellent. Good job. Good job. Hold on, I'm writing writing as fast as I can. (laughs) (laughs) All 
right. We know that we missed many in California, but we don't know if we missed many in Nevada. So if we missed something in Nevada, let us know. Um, I mean, you can yeah. let us know what we missed in California too. That's fine. But um, leave us a comment on YouTube or over on the Facebook page. And um, thank you so much for joining us. We will look forward to seeing you again next week. And uh, if you are over on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell so you never miss an episode. And uh, we'll see you again next week. In the meantime, don't forget to fall in love with a good book. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone.